0: Georgia Virtue presents the "Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong" podcast. This is episode 244. This week we have our election reflection. Duncan taking jabs on his way out the door, passing the gavel, and the power carousel in the Senate. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner of endeavor, writer, journalist, dog mom, and owner of the GeorgiaVirtue.com, Jessica Szilagyi.
1: Hi. I unfortunately already think you're wrong about something. I don't think Jeff Duncan's on his way out the door, but... Uh, uh. Anyway, how was your vacation?
0: It was good. It was good. We went west. We flew into Reno, down to Carson City for, for a couple days, found uh, some hot springs, and hung out in the hot springs for, for a couple hours, and it was it was uh, uh, neat because it's not it's not something we have around here. It's not even something they advertise. I just saw sitting in a restaurant just people walking with like beach towels and stuff. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? It's 45 degrees outside. Was it
1: snowing there? Is it cold? I mean, 45 uh, the- isn't always doesn't always feel as cold as it does.
0: Well, it is, it is dry, but yeah, it's, it snowed one good day. We, we were there. We got, I don't even know how much snow we got. Uh, up at the el- upper elevations, there was, there was snow all snow around. We went around Lake Tahoe and, and up to Virginia city. There was, there was snow around. It's not like the roads were icy or anything. Yeah. Well,
1: they actually know uh, what they're doing
0: out there too. They do. They do. Even private snow plows and stuff are, are around, especially going up to the ski resorts and stuff, uh, the each resort keeps their own keep their keeps their own plows because if customers can't can't get to the uh, ticket office, they can't buy lift tickets. So,
1: money.
0: And it, yeah, and you know there aren't a lot of people driving big trucks. Right. So a lot of all wheel all wheel drive stuff. But yeah, went 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 up to Virginia City because I'm a nerd. And It is mostly a tourist trap. but It is all right. <clears throat> And on, on the way back, got a picture outside the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Mm-hmm. I didn't... I mean, I, I obviously knew it existed. I didn't know where it was. Right. Um, and it's just... got out. We got outside of Carson, and I started seeing signs. I'm like, that's the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. And there's another one that says, the loosest slots in town, no judgment. And it was another establishment of ill repute. Um. <clears throat> and there's a, there's a handful of them out there. I just uh did not go in but got got a picture outside of it
1: was it what she thought it would look like on the outside
0: yeah i mean you look i mean look like a a place where you'd go and pick up a lady by the hour <laughs> i mean it's, it's certainly not like a like a nice you know nice hotel or anything but we had a, we had a really good time uh Thursday, I got a chance to uh, meet up with a friend who I haven't seen in a couple decades. Uh, we were in the Army together, and uh, I was like, man, Chase, don't you live in live in Reno? Was, yeah. So we, we got together for for a few hours on, uh, uh, I think, Thursday. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it it absolutely cool, I man. It's been 20, 25 years since I've seen him. I mean, obviously, Facebook changes a lot of that. I mean, I've... I, See pictures of his kids, or kids are his kids are now grown, and yeah, some of the age now where my all my buddies have grown kids. Uh, but no, it was, it, was, it was really good to see him, and and uh, uh, it was like twenty five. It's like time never passed. It's one of those things. But it, uh, uh, it just happened to be, you know. I didn't. <laughs> sorry if you're listening, Chase. I didn't plan the vacation around getting out to see you. But once I figured out that's where we're going, I'm like, hey. Doesn't Chase live here? Nobody, yeah, it was cool. the The only sad thing I saw, they were giving away a, a free buffet lunch to veterans. And every day around lunchtime, this line looked like it was a mile long of people waiting to get their free lunch. I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. Uh, you know, I, uh, it's it's nice that they're doing it. It's just I. I I don't. I don't see myself as the old man with the uh, army veteran hat waiting two hours to get to a buffet lunch because it's free. Yeah. Well, at least the actual old man with the hat. Yeah. Oh yeah. They. They all. I think that they probably had a pretty good time. For pretty good time in line talking, talking to each other and stuff. So it was like a meeting of the VFW, just standing in line. What about you? How was? How were things down in South Georgia last week?
1: Oh it's fine. We um, survived yet another tropical storm. Places down here canceling school, like it's nobody's business. And then it just rains and then they're like, Oh lucky we just we were spared. Well yeah, the forecast said we were gonna be spared, you fools
0: They are so gun shy of that stuff now. <clears throat> I, I I never really signed on to it as far as why don't you wait and see what the conditions are?
1: Why don't you just guess... let parents make the decisions that are best for their families and then not have these asinine policies for truancy and then it's really not that big of a deal?
0: The truancy laws are about money. Everything always is. They don't they the, the, institutionally they don't care about truancy. But they do care about those federal dollars they get for having students'
1: cheeks and seats. Well, of course they don't care about um, truancy because when it comes down to it, like on this stuff, they're canceling school.
0: There's there's something to do with that, with if you can't. It was the same thing that got all the kids stuck in that snow and uh, that foot of snow we had. Or the or the oh, I can't remember which one it was. The ice. Once they got them in school. They wanted to get that half day. The half day is the magic line that if you get a half day in, you get credit for a full day of school. And that's how we ended up with kids being stuck on school buses for 20 hours in a, in a snowstorm because these uh, uh, districts held out and held out and held out to, to, to just try to get them to half days, to get that half day in. And that is purely financial. But there's a there's a bank of there's a bank of time they have for weather and they can use that. Okay. I, I and I guess from a parent's perspective it's nice to know the day before that you're gonna have to find childcare for your kid. But again, if you're a responsible parent, you have that plan B already in place.
1: Well, and if even if you're not the responsible parent, if if those options aren't there for you, you don't have them no matter what.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> But that seems, seems pretty silly, uh, with with a tropical storm coming in to to cancel school like that. I know my sister's in Ocala, and I don't even think their their lights even blinked. They with, with every storm they get branches knocked off of trees and stuff like sure. that. that to go clean up. But it was not a it was a, not a major event that we saw on the on the west coast of Florida, uh, what a month and a half ago. Right,
1: that, and most that, that people was people already forgotten about.
0: Yeah, and that was a major uh event that people ignored cuz they thought it was going up going up to Tampa and it didn't. And there were people stuck stuck on the islands and stuff with collapsed bridges. So I don't know. I and I know there's no winning as when you're one of these executives, elected executives like that. <clears throat> the only winning is getting rid of, rid of public school and let the private schools do what they do.
1: Well, it's just so messed up that people think they have to be like told to do something before they can do it like you have to be told to evacuate or you have to be told to keep your kids home or whatever like just if you are like super antsy or you're not getting a good feeling about it like make decisions if you feel like it's okay then keep going i I...
0: well i think i told the story before but same storm i I was uh one of the neighbors asked me to go get her get her daughter from school because i had a four-wheel drive so so, yeah hop on in we'll go get her. So we did that and I was coming back and I was noticing all the all the snow and ice on the roads. And <clears throat> I've been in Georgia long enough to to recognize the difference between a dusting and a sticking on the road. So I called called Connie. I said, she was working a bucket at the time. I said, you need to get out now. There's gonna be no getting out. You have to, we're waiting for so-and-so to get out of a meeting, the, the the president. You need to go someone needs to make a decision right now and close your doors and get out. Right now. Didn't listen to me. Then who has a ten-hour commute home? Because they waited for for the president to get out of a meeting to clear with him. Like like, yeah, this is gonna be awful. Right. And and there was an employee there that got got stuck at work. It's not the best. It's not the worst place to be stuck. I mean, they had. they think a,
1: I'd rather be stuck at work than in my car.
0: Well, they also had a full bar at 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 this office. Mm. A, higher end finance. Yeah, the, uh, if a client comes in and wants a drink, you make him a damn drink. <laughs> yeah, but I think he was stuck for two days there. <clears throat> but anyway, Dang. I think he lived on. It didn't it had a small car, and it was one of those things where you're in Buckhead. You could any of the restaurants that are open, you can walk to. I mean, it's not like it, it, it's not. It wasn't uncomfortable. wasn't an uncomfortable place to be. Versus driving like out to Cumming or whatever, and that and that crap. So we have the election results.
1: Just Kemp, as I suspected.
0: Yeah, Kemp uh, took uh, Abrams out to the woodshed. And he didn't pull DeSantis. DeSantis absolutely whooped, whooped Charlie Crist's butt. I mean, by almost 20 points. But the 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 Abrams thing, it was, we were talking before the show, it was palpable that other candidates were pulling back from Abrams as we, as we were getting closer and closer to, to Election Day, I think fewer dollars were fly, flying into, uh, into Abram's war chest. And people started to recognize that that this isn't going to happen. Yeah,
1: this is her a bad race investment. Was legit imploding before Election Day came. I mean, in 2018, Kemp never pulled that much higher than her. Never.
0: Her media was crap, her messaging was crap. Uh, she, she, when she started the race off at attacking Kemp, she was attacking him on opening schools. And even when that happens, like, Ooh, that's, 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 that's not, that's not good. You know, you can't, you, the, the, when you insult somebody over, over an, a plus, it's really hard to do. So the only she had left to fall back on was, was, was abortion. And that law's already passed.
1: I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but Kemp also had a ton of money to give away to people who might not have otherwise given him the time of day. Um, yeah, to- teachers,
0: state employees. Yeah.
1: COVID funds, yeah. I mean, police officers, um, just TANF recipients, EBT recipients, like that passion incentive, economic incentive or whatever. I mean, there, should, there was just so much money to go around where – you know, he got to get on their radars. Oh, this guy's not so bad, and he could do it under the guise of COVID without.
0: I really hope that's not the that's not the takeaway.
1: Of course, it is.
0: Buying votes with I, I'd rather I'd rather say that Kemp ran a better campaign. He that's had a better story to happened. tell. That's why I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'd I like to say he ran a better campaign, better media, with a better story. <clears throat> Having done. A better job than she professed professes that she would do had she been governor
1: of course with it, and as it pertains to COVID, i mean that's absolutely true but i mean like people remember that he opened the state and opened the country but they also know he gave a lot of, a lot of free stuff
0: yeah <clears throat> the new york times was not uh, media has not been kind to Stacey abrams uh, and her second bid for governor, Stacey Abrams, was uh, dogged by complaints that she was distracted by her national ambitions and disconnected from voters at home.
1: And um, that I think is true. I mean,
0: that was that was one of the more effective ads that that ran against Abrams was the her on the view saying that she would absolutely want to run for the White House.
1: And they said that, you know, she spent all her time when she was doing her fair fight in election town stuff outside the state of Georgia for the last two years. And I think it showed.
0: Yeah, I mean, she she thought that she had a base with identity politics. We'll get to more of that in a minute. But she thought that she had a solid base who would never abandon her. But you put a story out on on the Georgia Virtue showed how many people, you know, voted in that race and then didn't vote down the card. It's uh, people yeah, were charged to.
1: They were yeah, totally. They were there. There were plenty of people who were there for Kemp.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I know people who who skipped you know, several races. They were there to vote in the gubernatorial. And then for some local stuff, and that was it, and skip skip the rest of the ballot. And I know people don't realize that they can do that. You know, you don't have to vote in a race that you don't want to. If you don't if you don't like your options, you don't have to take one of the uh, one of the three. And I I just I I I never felt she had any traction. Uh. I just in 2018 totally something totally different. It was it was a, a knockdown drag out fight. With the with the the shotgun ad and the pickup truck ad and all that stuff which I didn't think was particularly good media, but I thought the shotgun ad was cute.
1: That was in the primary though, wasn't it?
0: Uh probably. But they tried, they tried to hammer him on it. It was a double barrel shotgun with the breech open. I mean, it's anyway, but it was a cute ad, but I I guess it was effective. I mean, he landed on the job, but I just never felt like she had, she had any traction in in this race at all. I just, I I don't think any of her hits ever landed and just felt like, you know, if you're you're using the the fighter analogy, she was flailing in the ring, just kind of hoping that he'd walk into one of her haymakers and he didn't.
1: And I mean, I, you know, I didn't anticipate Democrats really, like, dominating in, especially like in rural Southeast Georgia, where they've been reliably red counties, but she just underperformed. Like, even where Herschel won, she did so much worse than Warnock.
0: Well, she she came off like a lawful after spending all that much time in New York and California. She came back unrelatable. She wasn't, she wasn't the girl that left. And and you look at, at Abrams uh, uh, resume and her resume is very impressive with her education and all that stuff. She's got a great story to tell. And she, she just, she couldn't, she couldn't get it out, couldn't, uh, she just became unrelatable. Sort of like Loeffler, where it didn't matter if she wore a hat to look poor or whatever, just, she just never was able to make that personal connection with voters. she It just, she, she was aloof. And I think Abrams this, this time around really came off being aloof and elitist.
1: Which I don't think is something she ever anticipated. Obviously, she didn't.
0: And someone who doesn't come across aloof is Warnock. We got Herschel and uh, and Raphael Warnock going to a runoff as as we predicted. I the choices were so bad that people skipped the race, and this was the story I was alluding to earlier with that you showed people who voted for the governor's race and the people who just either. You know, I think Chase Oliver only pulled two and a half or three percent. It was relatively low. And yes, if you gave that directly to one candidate or the other, there wouldn't be a runoff. But we have seen in polling again and again and again that the Libertarian Party does not poll from one side or the other. Right. Both sides want to point at the other guy and say, or point at the Libertarian and say, you stole votes from me. Both sides do that you know we had uh top of the ticket we had two, had two prominent libertarians one in Shane Hazel and one in Chase Oliver and Shane spent no money Shane doesn't collect money i mean he he runs for he runs to get the, to get the message out <clears throat> and uh neither one of them could convince 50% of the uh, plus one uh, of the uh, population of Georgia that they earned a spot in the senate
1: yeah i um As as much as Stacey underperformed compared to Warnock, I mean, Herschel was equally as poor. I I think there was only one county down here where people voted for Kemp and there was no drop-off to the Senate race. Um, But, I mean, it's almost unheard of for a top of the... Like, it usually gets lower as you go down. Like, people don't finish the ballot. But for people to straight-up skip the race at the top with names they know and skip it completely and then go to the governor's race and then continue is huge. And then for them to also, you know, I pulled the data on a lot of the counties where down by me, just because, I, you know, it would take forever to do the whole state to have 159 freaking counties. But, um, like, the number of people who... Had to have voted for another political party, either a Libertarian or a Democrat, and then voted for Kemp. I I would, I mean, in some counties, it was eight, nine percent.
0: Yeah, huge, huge, huge numbers of people who simply walked on that race. They just decided, screw it, I'm out. It, turnout's going to be key in this runoff. December 6th, I think, a mm-hmm. uh, day before Pearl Harbor. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, because Warnock is so well organized, so well funded, and comes off so personably. <clears throat> On the other side, runoffs tend to go to challengers.
1: Because yeah, the opposition
0: tends to coalesce behind behind the uh the the challenger but walker is such a horrible candidate he just the fact that he he didn't you know completely make embarrass himself on the debate stage was was impressive because again that's not his arena that's not what he's practiced at doing well, uh
1: warnock's been blistering him on that stuff too i mean you know he's He's been saying he claims he has solutions, but he won't share them because he's he said he's concerned that someone else will take them. And, you know, I'm out here telling you what I want to do or what I will do or what I have done. And, and you can't, I mean, you can dislike I'd, I'd all day see, long, but that's,
0: that's. It's pretty good. I'd have to see the, the direct quote from, from uh, Walker on that one. But the idea that. That I'm not going to let you copy off of my paper when you're trying to do something. When you say you claim you're doing something good for the state and and for the country, and you say, well, you can't copy off my paper. Well, my my values don't change. My belief in in small government and, and low taxes don't change. So if you want to copy off my paper and say, you know, we need to get get rid of uh, income tax, this, this, and this. I'm not hiding. There's no reason for me to hide my solutions.
1: Well, it's not supposed you know, to if, matter who gets credit either.
0: Right. You know, I don't care who... If, if I draft a piece of legislation up to get rid of the income tax in Georgia, which I think is absolutely achievable. If I draw that up, I don't care whose name goes on it.
1: Well, it's just we saw this with um, constitutional carry in Georgia. How many years did
0: it gets squashed by Ralston because it came from somebody who is not in his good graces.
1: Right. I mean, year after year, it was introduced by multiple people. And then last year they're like, Hey, by the way, we're going to push constitutional theory.
0: It also happened to be an election year for the governor.
1: <clears throat> well, sure. And he saved it for election year, but I'm just saying like we, we've witnessed that and, and it doesn't matter who gets the credit because the end goal is constitutional carry.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, don't care whose whose name is on there. Uh, <clears throat> if, 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 I, if we want a nationwide constitutional carry, I wouldn't care. <clears throat> Taking uh, Marjorie Green's name off of it may help it get through. Something like that, where if, and and most politicians I know, when I've been in <clears throat> smoky rooms with them and things like that, will tell a candidate, "I will help you." the best way I can even if the biggest help is me not helping because a lot of these guys know that they're lightning rods so if if you if you want me to stand here and endorse you happy to do it. if you want me to stay out of it happy to do it because they because folks that get negative press know they're getting negative press and the the smarter people that are around politics understand that and understand sometimes no help is more help. Yeah. You ever try you ever try to move a piece of furniture with somebody and yeah, at some point I'm just like stop helping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just stop. It's easier for me to do it myself. Stop helping.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I I am I'm, I'm, uh, I'm and Of course I'm interested to see what happens. The some of the fire may come out of this uh, even by the time the show drops. And we're recording late Saturday. Uh, I got back late last night, <clears throat> so we're pushing Eric to his limits, and I know I'm pushing you to your limits because you've been up working all day. Uh, the Nevada uh, Nevada results are not in, as far as the Senate goes. If it, if, if, if it comes down to Walker being vote 49 or 50, that's going to take some of the wind out of his sails, the urgency to say For we've sure. got to get anybody with an R after his name have to get him in office uh, at this point the best thing you can say about Herschel is he'll be a rubber stamp for the Republican party he has i know but he has he hasn't presented any solutions he it, 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 he talks but he doesn't talk and I know that's that that that's usually good in politics but he, he there's there's no what we were missing in this was nineteen we're missing nineteen ninety four here with a contract with America, when Newt Gingrich came in, where he stood up and said, "You make me Speaker. This is what I want to get accomplished." And he wrote it down and put it out. I say he wrote it down and put it out. Put it out in the papers. Put it out nationwide. You elect Republicans this cycle. This is what we're going to do. And we didn't have that mandate. So I, I felt like if you if you've ever watched a, I don't know how much you love sports ball. But watched a, a a football game, and everything's going right, and they and your team still loses because they couldn't take advantage of opportunities that that were being presented, fumbles, turnovers, and, and your team ne- never could could capitalize on those things. And that's how I feel about the Republican Party right now: is they fail to capitalize on the other teams' uh, the other team's mistakes. I mean. Jesus, we have Doctor Oz lost to a potato. What
1: happened up there?
0: I don't know. That actually flowed down the ticket up there because I think the they're, they're, uh, the Democratic governor won up, won pretty big up there. But somebody with Oz's presence, with especially with uh, with women, with um women between... 35 and 60 who know him from the doctors who know him from oprah you have all this name recognition you have all the he put 25 million of his own money into his campaign
1: That's wild, Very
0: yeah so he has all this momentum and he's running against a potato the guy had a stroke back in may march or may whatever it was and he can't complete a damn sentence and you could see it in the debates so much that uh, Mahmet Oz pulled back. He stopped throwing those haymakers because the, the other guy couldn't punch back. And he, he, showed, he showed a little compassion there. But when you watch that, watch the, the video of, of that debate, there's no way the people of Pennsylvania watched it. There's just no way. There's no way they watched that potato up there and said, that's who's getting my vote. Again, I understand skipping the race. I understand a lot of that stuff. You say I don't like Oz and I and I and I don't like Fetterman and skip that race, but that's not what happened. They they voted for just like I was talking about. Herschel is there.'s Fetterman's not there mentally. He's going to be a rubber stamp for the for, for the Democrats. He will vote whichever way he's told to vote.
1: Well, yeah, I mean. Cognitive issue there,
0: it, but I don't even know what standards we have when it comes to cognitive ability.
1: We
0: do. We- not, not not according to WhiteHouse.gov.
1: <laughs> That's sad too. Though. I mean, it's like we laugh to keep from
0: keep from crying. It's going to be interesting to, uh, to see if the Republicans actually do get control of the House. And the, the numbers, As like I said, we're recording uh, for us late Saturday. <clears throat> the, the final numbers aren't in to see if the Republicans get to 218, but they do, who they make the speaker, and what that speaker is going to do with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who won something like 65% of the votes out here. I mean, it's, what even close?
1: Did you think it would be?
0: 65's a lot. 65-35's a lot. But no, uh, Marcus Flowers never caught traction out here. Uh he could keep taking pictures, uh, putting uh his old army pictures up all he wanted to. It was uh it was never he was never a consideration, so much so that I don't even think Margie debated him. She's like, just do your worst, go for it. His stuff with the with the ex wife and dropping her off at a homeless shelter and things like that didn't help. What? You didn't hear that story? No. He was married to a Russian national. Who? And uh, Marcus Flowers, the guy who ran against Marjorie okay. Green. So
1: is, this, is this the marriage that fell apart during his first race?
0: I think so. And he took her to a women's shelter, opened the door, and said, "If you don't get out, I'm going to call immigration." Is is the is the is the story now? That's her story. It was during divorce. Who knows? But uh, there there's a lot of weird things that they accused in that divorce. Like he accused her her of being a working girl. Um, uh, there was some really weird stuff. He never he he wanted to tout being a veteran, but never talked about his military service or what you know what he actually did in the army. Uh that kind of stuff, which, which is fine. You know, you're not, you don't have to open up your, we talked about it last week. You don't have to open up your personnel file, your tool, you know, your 201 file and say, you know, here's everything, but at least saying, Hey, I was in transportation. I did this. He, you know, I think he was trying to push this tough guy uh, thing that he was some sort of, you know, super awesome operator and was in transportation or something. And, and look, transportation is important. It, I would it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. He said, no, I was in the, uh, I worked at transport, and our job was to get supplies and material from point A to point B, so that the, you know the, the trigger guys have ammo to, to do what they got to do. That's a very important job. But he never he never talked about it. So it just that race was that that I I I fully expected 56, 57, 58 percent, but the sixty five she got impressive. You and you're gonna to have to deal with somebody who's who's pulling 65% of her district, right? Well, you can't just continue to leave her in the penalty box. You're gonna to have to deal with her.
1: You think? I mean, why? Why? Yeah, like what, what's the I, consequence if they don't?
0: You're leaving a soldier on the field, is the problem. Uh, what? Yeah, they do. They they they. AOC wasn't kicked off any of her. Uh, wasn't kicked off a b- bunch of her stuff. And AOC says similar crazy stuff that that Bargie Green does. But even you know the notice of she and her husband get, uh, filing for divorce like an, a month before, which would have been an October sur- surprise in any other race, didn't affect a thing out here. Uh, I mean, really, if you took Fetterman and you put a Republican uh, Republican collar on him and ran him out here, uh, got him through the primary, he'd pull he'd pull sixty percent too. They don't care that it was it was yeah it was never going to go the other way. But he's he's he underperformed, so I think he's he, he'll be done for, unless he's got some money in his war chest. So, uh, Jeff Duncan is still whining.
1: Yeah. He can't help himself. I mean, he he really can't. He's going to write a book. You know, he's not, he won't leave. But he's out there talking about how on Twitter and on social media, all his nonsense is how they've got to be talking about policy over people and he's in the news talking about what could have been and what how he doesn't respect Herschel Walker and Trump 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 and that's what his book's probably going to be about and you know it's just quite the circular thought there
0: yeah look i don't disagree with the with the theory that Trump is done go build your library Go, uh, show up to state funerals, shake hands with people, write a book—all all the stuff that that former presidents do. Go and do that. Uh, as we've seen with the with the mixed results around the country, Trump's coattails aren't that wide or that strong. Uh, whether it's with, I mean, Trump who is beloved here. Couldn't pull Walker above fifty percent. He handpicked Walker, and couldn't get him above fifty percent. And look, I think that Walker is a is a victim of identity politics. He, I mean, he's he, the, he wasn't picked to run against a black guy for no reason. It's not like he worked his way into it. It's not like he ran for ran a a, a state house or a political appointee somewhere else. He was Trump's golfing buddy and. Had a had a the biggest name recognition you can have in this state, which is a Heisman Trophy and a, and a national t- title. The biggest sports star in the state, and Trump couldn't pull him through. So, I don't necessarily think that Jeff Duncan's wrong about that. Just shut up. Well, it's pretty. Of course, it's hypocritical for the guy who who ran ads on him being a pitcher, like a minor league pitcher. Of course it is. his replacement was a a football player at Georgia.
1: Yeah, I don't know when we started giving a damn what these people did in college. Like, that's like saying, well, he was a good guy when he was in high school. He never got suspended or anything. Like, I literally don't care. Just do your job.
0: Put out your policies and let's debate over the policy. But no, uh, we, we we gotta we gotta hear how you are a captain of the Georgia football team, or hear about that you were that you were a pitcher, or, or, or in the case of Herschel Walker, a Heisman Trophy winner. Now let me tell you something. If I were Herschel's camp, I would roll around with that Heisman Trophy on the hood of that damn van or of the of the bus. Just tout that sucker around, because uh, people will come out to see it. <clears throat> I have met one. I've never met Herschel. I've met one Heisman Trophy winner in my life, and uh, and I was talking to him. I said, "Man, if I had a Heisman Trophy, I'd, I would have answered the door with it around my neck." And he, you know what he didn't want to talk about? Football. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but I don't know, uh, Duncan. Duncan, just I mean, just
1: Duncan don't is go correct. away. That is absolutely correct.
0: Yeah, uh, don't go away, Mad. Just go away. You, you made a decision not to run for lieutenant governor again, not because you didn't want the job, because you're unelectable. You didn't want to be defeated.
1: I wonder what would have happened. If would have but, like, I wonder if it would, have it would have been interesting
0: to watch all that unfold. Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting, but there was a lot of dirt. A lot of dirt. That was just under the surface. That if he decided to run again, that that would have come up and would have been detrimental. A lot of the, a lot of the state funds that 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 went into him fly, flying around on personal on personal business or on vacations and things like that.
1: Well, and also his ties to the healthcare industry and all that jazz. Right. I mean,
0: yeah, it's he, he, he I'm didn't sure walk he wants away. Wants to talk
1: about policy and not people because i will
0: get him in quite the pickle well and he handled the press so poorly i remember the uh the when he got ambushed which if you're a politician at that level you know you're getting ambushed and instead of saying you know what i don't have i don't have the records in front of me i, I travel a lot on state business you know what L- have your producer call so and so in my office and we'll set up a time and we'll sit down and do this and that and that's the way you handle that stuff you don't you don't you don't just push past reporters in, in the breezeway between, uh, between the, the executive offices and the, uh, uh, and the Capitol. You don't, you don't push past reporters. You say, I, I would be more than happy to discuss anything on my professional record. Let's get together and do that. And that leaves him nowhere to go with it. But he handled it so poorly.
1: Well, I mean, what do you expect <clears throat> from a guy who dodged the press while he was running? He had a handler just like Herschel.
0: Yeah, so you know, yeah, Duncan doesn't. As one former athlete to another, he shouldn't use that in politics. I don't know, man. Jeff Jeff Duncan's never been my favorite guy. He's a little little too slick for me. But uh, there there has to there there's some there's 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 a reason he didn't run for re-election. There's a reason he stepped aside. Now if you've stepped aside, shut the hell up and step aside.
1: Primary or general election. I never, I, I knew Jeff Duncan before he thought he was cool and he was just a state lawmaker who was trying to figure out what he believed. In, so. oh, it's a little late at that
0: All oh, the days of yore. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate themselves with on a regular or ir- irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the com. Oh, Jesse, 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 we have so many mules.
1: Do we?
0: We do. We have so many mules. Ah, Duncan. I'm going to put Duncan for the Mule of the Week, just, just for those statements of not being politically relevant and trying to get his last jabs as, as he walks out the door. And then, like, um, the entire of there you go for 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 hosting me for a week. Well, I
1: wasn't even going to go there. I was going to go with that they're still counting. But sure,
0: we count. <laughs> yeah, the the other weird races are in Alaska. Uh, I was telling you about Sarah Palin uh, is at twenty six percent.
1: I think well, the voters declared her the mule.
0: Yeah, but there's. There's two Republicans running on, on for that seat, two Republicans and a Democrat, and the two Repu- they have ranked cho- ranked choice voting. And um, as the show drops, they have till Tuesday to get all to get those ranked uh, ranked votes in order to see who actually won. It'll be interesting to see if if there was enough of the second choice votes between the two Republicans to overtake the Democrat. It it it. it it is bizarre that if if you are if you are into team politics and you're going to have an R and D, why in the hell would you split your ticket? Because the the, the the R's got more than fifty percent. Because I think that I think the Democrats are only at forty eight or forty nine percent. Last last I looked, uh, and Alaska's reporting in at like seventy one percent. I mean, Alaska is a big, vast Western state. It, it may take some time to get all, all those numbers in. By sled dog, yes. That's exactly how the, how they get there. So uh you do have more remote spots that don't that as you might understand being don't have Wi-Fi and, and stuff like that. Paper ballots may have to be brought into yeah, Anchorage or yet Juneau, our votes or. Are counted. And your votes are counted. Yeah, we're at ninety nine point nine percent. Until they find some Stacey Abrams votes in, a, in, the, in the trunk of a car or something. <clears throat> so Ralston is not gonna run for speaker again. That was that was a that was a a bomb dropped last week. The- is it?
1: Yeah. That he does right. have to take his ass and sit down in the seats with everybody else. He hasn't voted on a bill. Other than his mental health bill that he passed a random bill for and I think the um vote for and I think he voted for the um Transportation Investment Act of twenty fifteen raised raise our taxes. But other than that, he hasn't voted on anything in uh, thirteen years.
0: Yeah, but his his war chest is so big. Alright, so he's stepping down due to health reasons. I I hope he's. I I hope it's I hope he's fine. Uh, you know, I'd like him to go home, but you know, go home healthy.
1: Well, I mean, it's but, obviously not. It's not something. It's something that will affect him twelve months of the year, but not three months. So whatever, dude.
0: Well, <clears throat> and yeah. Well, it's and it maybe it may have come up after he qualified and decided not to give the seats to a Dem- the seat to a Democrat. So he's going to step down from from the podium, but his his war chest is so big. I mean he can. I mean, he could be the shadow speaker. He has so much money. Yeah. He might actually have to have to go to court though now. Too, but
1: no. John Burns is one of the top contenders, and John Burns' war chest is not far behind
0: he's 70 damn years old. And I'm not saying I want, I want somebody in their twenties or thirties in the speaker's chair, because there's a certain amount of uh, experience that goes with, with getting to 70 and all that, but he's 70 damn years old. You know, we have uh, Barry Fleming who, who also is kind of, and I think they're friends. I don't know how much they're going to campaign against each other within the house. But you know, he's thirteen years younger. He's also a trial lawyer.
1: Yeah. Well. Ugh. Some of the, the pro- trial lawyer in the trial lawyers association. Look how well that worked
0: Well, it it helps to have people who know what legislation is supposed to say. Is you know, I, I and I'm a, I'm a layman myself, but it, it, some of that would be. Would be uh, is good to have some lawyers around. Is it? To say is
1: it? I mean, is it really, Dave? Because I mean, think about it. We make it a lot harder than it has to be. You could say "don't kill," and people would be like, "Oh, I get it," and it would mean the same thing.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree. That's not how laws are written. I I, I don't think any any law should be more should be uh, longer than two pages.
1: Right, but I mean, like even the wording, like you you shouldn't. Have to be a lawyer to understand some of it, and it, it makes the same sense in some regular words.
0: Well, and there's other stuff with uh, like the case you had, had down there with the oh, it's aggravated assault, which people don't understand what that means. That that means you know, ten years in prison or whatever it is for, for, for her, because well, yeah. the jury because the jury was trying to find something, and assault just doesn't sound that bad because we don't have an attempted murder in Georgia. It's that's fall that's under felony uh, aggravated assault. <clears throat> so well, we have criminal yeah. attempt
1: to commit a felony, and then you put the underlying felony, but
0: right, yeah. Uh, Alan Powell and Matt Hatchett have have already uh pulled their name from, from contention.
1: Thank goodness,
0: it's going to be interesting. Uh, so they're gonna vote on this. As the show drops, mm-hmm. and I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I think that Ralston wants John Burns.
1: Of course, he does. John Burns is his knee pads are permanent.
0: Yeah, I, I, I and I'm not sure we should we should be having. Look, I, I for continuity of government, a smooth uh, handoff is good. Whether it's a Democrat coming in, or a Republican that he likes, or a Republican he doesn't particularly like coming in, you try to you try to have him to this to this obviously to the Speaker's office and give him the give him the nickel tour and and let them him know what goes on with the job and and all that stuff. A, a warm handoff will be nice, but I just don't I don't know that we want to throw it on another damn seventy year old.
1: Here's the problem. In, we, we do the speakership wrong. The speaker's office should be, and we're going to talk about this in a second when we get to the Senate, but the speaker's job should be focused on assigning committees or bills to committees. Um, you know, having some say in what makes its way to the floor and, deciding who sits on what committees and instead our speaker has spent the last probably 12 years um deciding who gets reelected, deciding who is deemed irrelevant i mean well, yeah he
0: absolutely he absolutely's been ruling with an iron fist
1: and so it's it's concerning you know like, I'm sure that people who listen locally and know the Burns family are like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that about the knee pads and everything. But that the, the reality is, is like when you have someone who's already on that well-oiled machine, that's not good. Like, I don't like Barry Fleming, but at least Barry Fleming was at odds with some of the people who are in power or, you know, will be in the transition of power. And there's value in that.
0: There is. I mean, hell, you and I. Well, you and I would love to see a, a speaker gertler. That would be fun. Yeah. To, to have somebody who, uh, who actually believes in liberty, s- sitting at the at the uh, the speaker's lectern. But you know, if if he didn't like you, oh, he'd really? primary your ass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, any, any bill you signed on to is dead on arrival. And that's where I was talking about earlier about sometimes no help is more help. That once you're on with, with Ralston, once you're on the outs with Ralston, if you put your name on that bill, it's dead. It's, it's not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, and that's not how it's supposed to be. I understand if as a party you don't want to let Democrat bills make their way. I mean, I don't agree with that either. Like, put the bills forward and 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 see what happens and but like the whole absolute manipulation of how the system works i mean it's disgusting and and it's not right it's not how it was ever intended to be the speaker is far too powerful and it's,
0: and it's and it's all for personal gain a lot of it was for personal gain uh when when he could uh Take ten thousand dollars per defendant and stick it in his pocket and, and essentially tell them you never have to go to court. It was about personal gain. And he and he used the, the speaker's chair for personal gain. And it's a f- f- long time since he should have been gone because some of those people that he was defending who never had to go to court did some horrible, horrible things.
1: They did, but what was the repercussion?
0: Nothing, they, they changed the law. It's funny, they changed the law, and now he's stepping down. <laughs> Since I can't do that anymore. Here, take the take the gavel. All right, so we have power changes in the Georgia Senate.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, Butch Miller was the um, pro tem under Jeff Duncan, and he lost to Burt Jones, so that's created quite the—he um, lost the primary, obviously, but— um, it's mean, going to be a heck of a shake-up, because Burt Jones was a Trumper. Um, Big-time election denier, so to speak. And then John Kennedy from Macon, he's going to be the pro-tem now, because the Senate voted on Friday. Um, it, it's, it's super interesting. I don't know. But personally, I am the lighting in it because you know burt jones is the one if you remember all those moons ago that jeff duncan and butch miller they stripped his power um and took his committees because they didn't like his position um and he hosed them both
0: and you know what i don't i wouldn't mind if they permanently removed that that power from from the from the uh, uh, lieutenant governor's chair, I mean, if but you you can't do it because <clears throat> I don't like you. Whether it's against Casey Cagle or Mark Taylor or anybody else that's that's had that done to them, is they they tend to strip those powers as needed, right? You know, as what what w- what works out for for them at the time. Not saying, you know, no no single individual should have all this authority. And uh, we're going to we're going to break we're going to break that up and and divide that power up because no one person should should be deciding for the for the Senate what gets voted on and when That that's not a that's a that would be a principled stand. And I'm not I'm not seeing that principled stand. And look, I've met Burt. He's nice enough. But they all are when they're running for office.
1: You know what I would do if I were a lieutenant governor? what i would push someone to draft legislation to get rid of the office of the lieutenant governor we don't need a lieutenant governor it's duplicative it used to be just so that you had a running mate for the governor because they used to be running mates and they would have a lieutenant governor from the south rural area and a governor from the atlanta area or vice versa um but then we did away with that and Then it was a figurehead that was supposed to be, like, you know, basically, like, Miss America, um, where you just go around and, like, do good things. It was never supposed to be this, like, what it is now, and it's just continued to evolve. And Casey Cagle, obviously, um, I think, ruined everybody's perception of what the lieutenant governor should be. And, um, I mean, Jeff Duncan didn't really leave anything to leave a mark on our hearts. So, yeah, I would – we don't need it. Well, what would you replace it with? What do I need to replace? The pro tem, the Senate pro tem, can do anything that the lieutenant governor is doing. They preside over the Senate. Well,
0: then there you go. You uh, That person is first in line should something happen to the governor.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, look, that's the the vice president has kind of gone the opposite way, uh, historically speaking, where the, the president of the Senate... The VP was, you know, precise, started over, over the Senate every day, and that that was his job was to go sit down and and, and do that. And over time, it, it has become a uh, a show pony. You, you know, you throw the the vice president to places the president doesn't want to go, mm-hmm. so the administration is is uh, represented.
1: Well, I just I. I mean, everything that the lieutenant governor does, it's a six figure salary for, for not a lot of return on investment, I guess is what I'm getting at. I mean, and it wasn't really exclusive to Jeff Duncan. Yeah, he did a, and he did a lot of stuff behind closed doors, but I mean, it really was that person that was supposed to be up front. They were out front. They were supposed that we didn't have a Georgia Department of Economic Development because the lieutenant governor did all of those things. Um, and, as we've grown government and grown the size of appointed officials and favors that our elected officials repay when they're elected. Um, you know, we've taken powers from other duly elected offices. See also the school superintendent who now has the um, state board of education that is what 14 or 15 unelected appointed members who make decisions that are often in contrast with Richard Woods. I mean, like, we we keep doing this, and then we're like, gosh, I wonder why government sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We wonder. Well, you and I don't.
1: I've never wondered. I've always known. Ever (laughs) since I was an infant, I've known.
0: (laughs) Out of the womb. She's like,
1: (laughs) yes. Um, Taxation is theft. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure I th- told this story before, but in third grade, I was the only one to vote for Ross Perot. Third school grade. School election.
0: I miss old Ross Perot.
1: That came from home. That was burned in my brain.
0: So Jess, you have any closing thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah. So the Libertarian Party of Georgia, um, even if you're not, you know, a libertarian and in, I guess voting power or anything else. I I would just encourage people to pay attention to what they're doing because they're, especially here in Georgia, they're doing a lot of really neat things that are um, just Liberty minded that honestly, I don't really understand why we're not all in favor of, but um, like they're hosting some events coming up and one of them is called um, smart home without the cloud. And, it's basically like how to um, create your own home surveillance system and control the data and do all the things without connecting to, um, like, obviously the cloud, like the ring-based things, all the things that Amazon and all the companies are trying to partner behind our backs with law enforcement to just hand over the data automatically when it's your data and things like that. Um, they're also doing, like, 3D printing stuff and crypto Um workshops and and just like even if you don't want to trade it you should understand what it is because it's a growing thing and um there's mining facilities in our communities and and all different things but um i wasn't paid or asked or even um told about these things i got it in an email and i just thought it was really interesting that um they're going beyond just the political beliefs and kind of like putting their um beliefs into practice to show people like how they can live them out every day. And I I thought that was really great. So um, you can go to their website, obviously, if you want to learn more, which is Well,
0: You know, that's that's interesting because most of the things that libertarians talk about, if you sat in a bar room and talked to somebody... And say, you know, do you believe in this liberty? Yeah, this liberty. Most people align with with the Libertarian Party, but <clears throat> there's a there's a hurdle to get over with libertarians, libertarian candidates. One is ballot access, of course, and and, and another is you can't keep the crazies out front all the time. hmm Uh, you know the the and, and the LP's got again. <laughs> Got some nutcases that, that are out front. You got uh, Gary Johnson doesn't know where Aleppo is. Like, you probably so shouldn't smoke before going on stage. Right. Probably a bad idea. And I understand it probably settled your nerves, but you should, you should probably know a little bit about global politics before running for president but yeah uh, is running running the, the the crazy out without losing the base and that's the tough thing to do because you've got really smart guys like Shane Hazel and Shane Hazel is uh, i mean super super smart guy especially for a marine um, Chase Oliver I think is, is a gr- great spokesman for the libertarian party the way he handles stuff uh, at the that you know these these are guys who are who are intelligent who who can express a complete thought without going completely off the rails and uh, i think the i think the libertarians need more of that i don't have anything other than than it's good to be home good to have have my shower and my bed back i mean going back to work is 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 never fun but i'm gonna need it i need to sell some air conditioners so i can fund the next one Mm -hmm. (laughs) so on that thought big thank you to eric cumby our editor Big thanks to my partner's endeavor, Jessica Salagi. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a good week.